Welcome to Unsuitable on Ray Radio, the award-winning financial services and business advisory podcast that challenges your old school business practices and their traditional business suit culture. Our guests are industry professionals and experts who will challenge you to think beyond the suit and tie while offering you meaningful modern solutions to help enhance your company's growth. I'm your host, Dave Kane. The weather is getting nicer, which means more people are headed outside before work, after work, and during their lunch break. But it may not be a coincidence that we are seeing more people outdoors. Over the last decade or so, many businesses have begun to embrace workforce development initiatives, including corporate wellness. Today's guest has a lot to say on the topic of workforce development and the role corporate wellness plays into the larger picture. Jeremiah Gracia, Economic Development Administrator with the City of Dublin and 2017 winner of 40 Under 40 Award in Economic Development, has worked closely with area businesses since 2011. In an effort to promote continued economic stability and growth within the Dublin and Columbus area, Jeremiah has taken a greater interest in the importance of workforce development and its impact on the business and community. Welcome to Unsuitable, Jeremiah. Thanks, David. Thanks for having me. First of all, congrats on this uh, award, 40 Under 40 Award. Thank you very much. Did you get a big trophy? Uh, Actually, it was really small star. I said rising star. And uh, my response was, well, that's, that means there's 39 people better than me in the world. So I guess I better uh, work on that. And and just out of curiosity, where does that word... Uh, Stay is that is that it's at a, your it's, desk? Or it's in? actually perched above my uh, my desk behind me there. Yeah, oh, okay. Small star, yeah. Okay, you ever bring that out and brag about it, or it's, it's old news? No, nah, it's old news. Old news. It's old news. It's so old news. I know the uh, the folks at the uh, the office uh, are frequent listeners to uh, Unsuitable so on Ray Radio. Am I? And uh, you have shot us some notes uh, from time to time, and certainly appreciate that. Yeah. And so we, we got to get you on. I've actually listened to this podcast uh, running on a treadmill in Tokyo, Japan. Fantastic! That's that. Uh, there we go. Yeah. True story. <laughs> yeah. True story. True story. Okay. That you're trying to get uh, invited true back, story. aren't you? A true story. I've done it. So let's talk about workforce development. Uh, earlier today, in one of the the, the podcasts, earlier podcast, you know, we talked about still the uh, the uh, challenge, the race for obtaining talent uh, right. in any business, no matter what industry. But That's right. Workforce development and why it matters. Let's talk about it. Yeah. So uh, traditionally, uh, you know, the uh, the economic development folks were really worried, looking to uh, have assets, right? So do you have bricks and mortar and places where people can put their companies and their people. And uh, that has changed dramatically over the last few years. And the number one issue that the company is really asking about is how do you reduce my risk of finding quality workers? Because if I can't find that, I'm going to be in a whole lot of trouble. And so it's been our focus to do that because a lot of communities are uh, and a lot of folks even in the industry are saying, yeah, well, we have workforce development. Well, what are you doing, right? So are you actually actively engaged on it or are you just saying you're doing something about it? And so this is part of the strategy we've taken uh, with our workforce development strategy that uh, we um, have shared and got us here today. And going strong. It is. So in Ernst, we've been doing this really hard since uh, middle of 2016. We did a lot of research up front, making sure we started with the right, didn't make the wrong assumptions. And then have been working to create a strategy and validate that more importantly with our with our companies. So, again, as a economic developer, tied together, you know, sure. workforce development and economic development, you are trying to sell 
an area, convince companies to expand and grow right. and come to this part of Ohio. You know, let's tie it together. Sure. So the number one thing is workforce development has the direct impact on a bottom line, period. And so if you don't have a good workforce, your company's probably not going to do well, community's not going to do well, and you're going to be struggling. And so the reality is for us is we have taken an approach that we need to be really targeting individual workers, not necessarily companies. So our marketing message and target has even changed over the years because, you know, we have a series of developments that we've had. Columbus has definitely changed over the last decade. Certainly Dublin, uh, Bridge Street District and the like has changed. Those are all amenities, not only that the, the incoming workforce is looking for, but, uh, existing workforce and those folks that be looking at the next stage of their career, right? So they're just kind of saying, hey, I've, I've done my time, and but I need the, the next generation. And so that's what's really important about workforce development. And that's what makes the difference between uh, many communities. Do you have momentum in those things? And can you get workers for the companies that are seeking them? And so your your group will work with uh, businesses uh, to, to help develop those that's initiatives. Right. That's right. That's right. And, and let's talk about a, a couple of those. You'd mentioned certainly um, bottom line impact and cost mit- mitigation, but what are, what are, you know, again, look at some examples. Uh, I think we're going to dive into uh, corporate wellness. Yeah. And let's, let's, uh, let's get into the corporate wellness and what, what role that plays. Yeah. So, you know, more importantly, uh, everybody's talking about work-life balance and what do you, what other amenities do you provide your employees and benefits other than the uh, the salary folk, the salary figures, right? And so, one of the things that we've found that's uh, we are really kind of the cutting edge on is creating this corporate wellness program that, as far as we can tell, is the only uh, program of its liking in the nation. And so, what we have invested in is actually hiring a full time staff member through our rec center to work with us to bring programming and corporate wellness to the company. And so what that means, Dave, is this. The company understands that it's important because their employees have explicitly asked for that amenity or they know that if they offered it, people probably would utilize it to have some sort of, uh, uh, again, wellness initiative within the company, but they don't know how to start because everybody's busy, right? And say, okay, so who's going to be the champion? I just need a little bit of resources. And so our... Our program is really about bringing customized solutions to the company and taking, again, time, risk, and money for the company. If we bring it to them and help as a resource, all those things get reduced. Can you give me an example of a customized solution, a wellness solution? Yeah. So, Maybe something that's worked? Uh, yeah. So, uh, one of the companies that we, right now, there are uh, seven companies that are in the beta test uh, that we're running with. And the reality is what they've started is to build camaraderie, right? So just literally offering some yoga classes, nutrition classes at the lunch hour and they're, uh, they basically transform their conference room into the, the workout studio, right? That has, has a direct impact in corporate culture, corporate engagement, employee engagement, and the like. And they um, uh, are continuing to, to grow that program based on employee buy-in. And it has, an, it has relate, uh, sort of um, turned into higher retention efforts. Because of that, their recruitment efforts get better because the best people to, that they use to recruit are their current employees. And so that has become a, a success story for us. And, and that's really the common thread amongst the seven uh, companies that are doing the beta test right now. 
Do you see the number of participants and those would be the employees increasing in yeah. your beta test? Yep. So uh, by the numbers, we're averaging about 25 employees per session, if you will, at, at the companies. What age group would, would be involved? All across the board. So one of the things we've uncovered is it's not just the younger folks that say, I need corporate wellness. It's, the, it's all across the board. People saying, yeah, I'd love it if you brought it to me. And those that choose to want to take the next step, we offer corporate memberships to the rec center. And so the, the company, again, impacting savings at the bottom line, they don't have to create a gym within their space. They can subsidize or just pass along that for 20 bucks a month, any uh, Dublin corporate uh, employee can become a member of the rec center, right? Cheap. So, so it's, it, it's a start. I mean, you're, you're, you're giving the seed money, the initiatives to right. get going. Right. You know, you'd also mentioned the nutritional training, yep. which is um, somewhat of a unique uh, approach. When you hear corporate wellness, you always think of the, you know, the push-ups, the, sure. you know, the running, the yeah, treadmill, yeah, right, 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 you know. Yeah, yeah right, right. How, how many, how many, how many chin-ups can you do? Uh, I'm not going to answer that question, are actually. Those, are those chin-ups or pull-ups? What's uh, the difference between a chin-up and a pull-up? Are they assisted or unassisted? We got to ask that. E- either, either one. Uh, assisted, probably like 500. 500? You looked at me like, that's crazy. You don't believe me? And, and, well, you know, I I always <laughs> like to show respect for our guests. But this is going, you've gone over You've gone over. Do you have edge. a pull-up bar in here? We could do it right now. Uh, we can get one. Uh, <laughs> Big sir, go get us a uh, pull-up bar, would you? <laughs> so, but uh, it it goes beyond the yeah, uh, yeah. the 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 exercise. Yes, piece. it does. It does, and so it's really a lifestyle change, right? And so the nutritional part too is that's a small step into helping, you know. And uh, even in our own organization, uh, we have a, a strong healthy. It's called Healthy by Choice, the city, and it has really changed how we uh, work out as uh, uh, employees in small groups. And how we connect with people from other departments that we otherwise wouldn't necessarily meet up with uh, because of just different job demands and being in different locations. Is this a selling tool that you use when you go out on the road to talk to businesses that want to come to Ohio? Yes, it is. And it is also, more importantly, a huge uh, sales tool for existing companies to want to continue to invest here. To, to uh, retain? Yes, Yes, and uh, it's it's a big deal for them because again they understand this will make them a more attractive place to work, and it it's again it's either responding directly to a request or they know they they need to be doing this in order to remain competitive. And if they don't, they're likely going to lose employees to their competitor. Sure, you know we always like to go off script a little bit on unsuitable, but do need to talk to you a little bit about the. You know, the business uh, environment, the business atmosphere in the state of Ohio. Yeah. How, how are we doing? Well, actually, by our region, we're surpassing our 10-year mark. So we're on, we're on pace to exceed 150,000 new jobs since 2010. And more importantly, wages have also increased with that per capita for the statisticians listening per capita. So the per capita rate is almost, uh, has almost increased by 30% since 2010. And so what that reflects on Dublin being part of the Columbus market is obviously uh, we're contributing to those numbers, not all of them, but a significant portion of them. And we know Dublin is the largest, uh, has the largest economic impact of all the suburbs in central Ohio. 
And so we know we're, we're doing well, but we know that if we don't do things like this workforce development piece, we'll, we'll lose traction, we'll lose ground and momentum more importantly. And you can't rest on your laurels. You got to do something Never. different, uh, different today than That's you did right. yesterday. Actually, our motto in our office is you cannot rest on your laurels. I mean, it's, it sits on our strategic plan at the top and says you cannot rest on your laurels. Is that backed by your plaque? Your no, it's not. It's actually backed by um, the city manager, and he always asks things like, what are you doing next? Stuff like that. Sure. Yeah. It's a challenge. It, it is, is a challenge. challenge. But it's good. So, you know, off the top of your head, uh, keeping with that theme, uh, where does Ohio rank uh, among the other states as far as uh, business growth, job growth? Yeah. So, over the last, I'm going to say three years, Ohio has been in the top three of new projects across all states. Typically, uh, Texas and Ohio are competing for the most projects and investment on a given year. This year, we were number two. Texas is, it's a large state. We got a lot of activity. There's a lot of good things about it, but we're holding our own. We see that uh, the um, investment pipeline is strong. And more importantly, we see uh, companies that are staying here and, I mean, really staying long here longer and being successful, which helps us do our selling. And so um, it takes us across the globe. So we travel with our partners across the globe. As I mentioned earlier, I literally listened to this podcast in Tokyo, overlooking Tokyo downtown from the Imperial Hotel. We'll get to, we're going to get that on our website. That's great. That, that's, uh, that testimony is uh, wonderful. You know, let's talk about the uh, industries, uh, type of industries that are coming to, um, you know, Ohio, Central Ohio. And, I, and I've heard you speak about, you know, the IT workforce uh, development uh, in the area. Sure. You know, and I even heard you say every company is an IT company, no matter what product or service it provides. That's right. Can you expand on that comment? Yes. Yeah, so we got behind every great company, there is an IT backbone. And so... We took this approach very literally, and we've talked to many companies in our community and also read a lot of stories on places like Donato's Pizza, Domino's Pizza. Their largest divisions are IT divisions. And in fact, interesting. And, and they will tell you, Domino's Pizza specifically has run many stories in many different CBS Sunday mornings. You read articles about them they consider themselves an IT company. And taking that to what we are here in Dublin in terms of, yes, by the numbers, the largest concentration of companies are IT-based. In fact, we have uh, three times the national average of IT companies based in our community per capita okay. than any other place in the world. Okay, And so taking that into consideration, we said behind that again is, is workforce. And so more importantly... Uh, where we see the market going with things like Smart Columbus, Smart Cities Initiatives, AI, data analytics. Companies are making decisions based on that that data and what supports that data is IT infrastructure. Right, right. You know, our, our production crew uh, gave me some notes and they said, no matter what you do, do not ask Jeremiah about credits and incentives. So... <laughs> You know, let's talk oh, about credits and incentives. Talk you know, about you want to talk, talk about, about that sure, a little bit? We can talk about it. I mean, in some in some so, circles, that's a dirty word, yeah. but you know, it is what it is. So, the short answer is that's less than two percent of what an economic development uh, professional does. And what, what I uh, tell a lot of folks is, incentives are part of the game, but not the game. Only part of it. 
incentives will never make a bad deal good. So if you don't have the right community, the right workforce, the right assets behind that, it doesn't matter how big of an incentive we show up with, you're not going to win the project. Because when they do their side visit, they're going to see right through that. So again, going back to where we started the the podcast, being creative. That's right. With uh, workforce development issues in the corporate wellness. And, you know, let's talk about uh, in a few minutes we have left the additional tips uh, to help business owners develop their their workforce. Yeah. What are some ideas you have? Well, so one of the things that we've talked about in our, in our strategy is soft skills are the hard skills, right? And so soft skills rule the day, even the technical side of the IT space. Or maybe even in the technical, like accounting, for example, right? Do you have the folks uh, on your team that have those soft skills that can maintain a conversation, can do business development, can they have some sales and marketing when they need to do that? Do they have great communication skills? And so those are things that we're bringing to the companies that understand. And those that get it are already implementing it. Those others uh, are talking about it, but they don't prioritize that in the sense of they may not budget for it, both literally in the light on them or have a staff member that's responsible for implementing that and executing on that plan. And so what we've also done is bring uh, these workforce assessments to those companies to help them uh, get a baseline foundation of where they are, right? So where are you on uh, aligning? Uh, uh, and so the things we've talked about of attracting employees, aligning resources, developing teams, and retaining your talent. Um, and there's a metric and a scorecard that we provided them. And we used to, we are right now footing the bill for that assessment as an investment to prove the program that we're creating has value and lessons learned from that to make the next iteration of whatever uh, program or uh, offering that we give to the companies. Are we making headway of retaining the talent? Yes. So as a matter of fact, uh, we've been really engaged a lot with our IT companies. And I can tell you, we, are, we have been told by the IT professionals and our workforce development partners that we are one of a few communities that show up to the, I'm going to call parties or the right events that the influencers and decision makers related to this strategy are hanging out. And so we've also uh, have received unsolicited contact from companies and organizations to ask us to share our strategy and share that with educational institutions, private business, and workforce development partners. And then that directly co- correlates with the jobs, right? What kind of jobs have we, have we retained here and what jobs have we attracted here? Has the market become a bit saturated? Or are there still jobs available? Plenty of jobs available. Market's very tight. There's more jobs than there are qualified candidates. So if, if you're, you're an IT professional listening to this and you're worth your, you, you, can, you got a lot of opportunity. But again, this goes back to our strategy of place branding and marketing ourselves as the community of the place that those people want to live first. Then they'll figure out all the other opportunities. Now, when they say this is a cool place, by the way, you have umpteen opportunities at all these companies based on the momentum that we've built over the last decade. Now, obviously, we have some great universities and colleges, both public and private, throughout the state of Ohio. Are again any any stats or information you have? Are the kids staying put? They staying in Ohio? 
I, you know, I don't have that exact stance, but it, you raise an interesting point there about the college and universities. So one of the things that we've talked about with companies of all industry, not just IT, is their um, willingness and, and, and I guess agility to change their hiring recs for folks that may not have a four-year college degree because they don't have time to wait for those four-year college degrees folks to graduate. Now, there are some industries we understand the reasons behind it, but IT, again, a good example is they're not looking for the necessarily for the degree. They're looking for passion and soft skill. They can teach the technical piece and they don't necessarily need the four-year degree. Right, right. So it's a paradigm shift, right? And we see, and we, we're already seeing the higher education partners changing their program offerings to match that. Private boot camps, rapid growth of that across the nation, specifically in Central Ohio. Great, great. And we'll finish up with one. We just got a um, just got an email I email handed to me from uh, actually your office, and they they said uh, asking him how many uh, sit ups he can do. He's, he he brags about being a stud athlete around the office. Asking how many sit ups he can. Uh, in in thirty seconds, I can do thirty sit ups. Thirty. Uh, you take odds on that? I I don't I don't I don't really know. <laughs> how about push-ups? How many can, how, how many can you do push-ups in? A uh, I don't know. For, I've not done a minute. For our listeners, there's the challenge. There's the corporate challenge. Push, actually, there is a corporate challenge that Ray and Associates has participated in the city of Dublin. That's correct. That's right. And uh, that's for the young folks. We got to get we got to get some kind some some event for. Uh, more the uh, more mature we have folks. Dave. We just talked about push up competitions, push up chin ups. There, there is. I think the guy that holds the world record for like push ups and sit ups is like eighty five years old. Yeah. And even the marketing team can participate. Correct. They yeah. would sell that to everyone. They, they need would to sell go. That. Yeah, yeah. Live live podcast from there. There you go. Our guest today has been Jeremiah Garcia, Economic Development Administrator with the City of Dublin, located in Dublin, Ohio. Thanks again for joining us on Unsuitable today. Thanks for having me. Great presentation. This has been a really interesting discussion, went a lot of different directions, and I never realized that workforce development actually impacted so much inside and outside of the business as we try to get that work-life balance. Listeners, thanks for tuning into this episode of the podcast. What do you think? Are you currently investing in workforce development initiatives? If you are or plan to start, let us know. You can email us at podcast at racecpa.com or you can leave a comment on YouTube, SoundCloud, or iTunes. And speaking of those platforms, please consider subscribing to Unsuitable and share our show with your colleagues and friends too. Until next time, I'm Dave Kane, encouraging you to loosen up your tie and think outside the box. The views expressed on Unsuitable on Ray Radio are our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of Ray and Associates. The podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to replace the professional advice you would receive elsewhere. Consult with a trusted advisor about your unique situation so they can expertly guide you to the best solution for your specific circumstance.